When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Hello and welcome to Emotional Badass, where Moxie meets Mindful. I'm Nikki Eisenhower, life coach and psychotherapist. And on today's episode, I am interviewing personal trainer, nutritional therapy practitioner, and serial entrepreneur, Emily Schramm. I want to introduce you to our listeners because you are, this is no joke, you are a serial entrepreneur and you also have your own podcast. It's Meathead Hippie. And that's how you and I met that your team reached out to me. So I have been on your show and I, I still stand behind. I think it's the best interview I've ever done. <laughs> so Yay, thank you. I'm so glad I'm here, Nikki. <laughs> Aww. So I wanted to have you on the show to sort of download some of your knowledge for my audience because my expertise is in mental health and yoga and highly sensitive people and trauma. And yours is really in body and movement and nutrition. I am also sitting here drinking some of your delicious anxiety tea. You have a tea company that really works in herbal. So I thought we would jump in with saying hello to you and just having you define adrenal fatigue. Ah, oh, gosh. Well, thank you for that generous intro. I, you know, I think the only way I learn things and this ties into everything you speak about is we have to go through it, right? So we really have to, it's almost a story of in order to find my passion, I had to go through a lot of pain. And when I was kind of experiencing the pain in the middle of it, you don't see anything good coming from it, but there is always something beautiful on the other side. And for me, that's just been the creations, whether it was the teas, whether it was uh, the gym, whether it's the podcast, it was just stories that had to be told because I was learning all these things that I didn't know were, were normal to go through and how to get out of them, I think is just so important knowledge that all of us need, especially highly sensitive people and empaths and uh, those people that always put others first, which I think can just consume us. And then all of a sudden, our body starts to fall apart and it sometimes can happen gradually. And then there's a moment we wake up and we're like, God, I'm really not myself. And I think the best way to kind of explain adrenal dysfunction, and I'll just kind of start from the beginning, our adrenals are on top of our kidneys, and they are the root word of adrenaline, so it's easy to remember. It's the organs that help us handle stress, and in a life that's normal and blissful and we're doing all the right things and being the way we were supposed to be made, where 
we are calm, cool, and collective 80% of the time, and then running away from dangerous things 20% of the time, then our adrenals do a perfect job. They're meant to handle quite a bit of stress, right? They're there to say, ooh, we got to get out of this situation. I'm going to release some cortisol or in some cases adrenaline, and I'm going to, I'm going to get through it. But in today's society, that's, we both know that's just not the case anymore. And we actually really are flipped where we're living 80% in this stress state, whether it's stress because of traffic or our job, or even sometimes too intense workouts or under eating, not eating enough food sometimes can really cause this type of stress to our body. And then we look at the emotional energetic components, which are, I'm in a relationship that's not serving me and I don't feel safe. And so what's that going to feel like to our body? So we're in kind of a go, go, go state. And there's a point where our body says, I can handle this, right? Like we're in this higher stress state. Maybe we have anxiety. Maybe we have our clenched jaw or we're having kind of the spinning thoughts that happen and we can't sleep at night. So this is what I call hyper cortisol. So higher cortisol in our system. And this just becomes a problem long-term because one, you can't see any results, especially when you're trying to make healthy journey choices, gym choices, food choices. Cortisol, no matter what, is in excess catabolic. It is breaking things down. It is making you fatigued. It is causing gut issues. It is causing you to feel like, oh my God, everything I'm doing is not working. (laughs) This is exhausting because I'm trying to be a better you and me and um, higher cortisol just long-term. It always causes us to have lack of results and just overdoing everything and never feeling like it's kind of the hamster wheel. It's definitely hamster wheel. And I've, one of my struggles with people is that stress is so normalized that they almost think I'm, I'm coming from a place of like counseling over functioning when I'm trying to show them how stressed their bodies are. It's like they don't believe me because stress is so normalized. It is. And it's, you know, especially in this kind of hustle and flow, we're in this grind, we're in building our business, we're putting out content, we're, you know, there's just kind of this glamour of doing all these things. And so even more so, it's like, if I'm not doing those things, I'm even more stressed out. And so we catch ourselves in this place. And just to kind of reiterate what cortisol does, I think the most profound thing of causing brain inflammation and this brain fog and not really remembering things as well and just not being as dialed in as we maybe used to, which prevents our creativity, which was huge for me. It was like, I'm living in fear. How can I create when I am living in fear? And how can I be a creative and run my business when I can't think of good ideas anymore because I'm in this kind of cycle. And it also really affects our gut lining, which I think is, you know, sounds really nerdy to talk about, but the of utmost importance, digestion and gut health are everything. I mean, that's where our dopamine and serotonin are made. That's our immune system, which our gut is 80 to 90% of our immune system and we're getting chronically sick and sniffles and maybe even we just can't heal from an injury. All of that is a sign of excess cortisol. So uh, we're looking at just so much more than a inability to wake up in the morning refreshed, right? We're looking at the systems that really help us feel the best us Ever. And for me, that was just this powerful epiphany of like, wow, I have so much about health and wellness that I, I feel like I know, 
but I was pushing through and I wasn't in true alignment with what I was supposed to be doing because I thought it was what I should be doing, not what I really wanted to do. And my body was giving me a lot of symptoms to say, hey, you're pushing it too far. And what happens is we don't listen soon enough or at some point we can only be high cortisol for so long. And so more times than not, I see clients at the point where we basically have adrenals that are mad at us and we go to this hypocortisol state where cortisol does not want to get up in the morning, which is what when it's the highest is when we wake up and we start to feel really fatigued. We have really intense exhaustion to the point where cups of coffee don't matter. Sometimes it takes to two or three in the afternoon to finally feel like our brain is working. Um, and then we just lay in bed because we're exhausted, but we're kind of wired and tired. And then what's really powerful, especially for somebody that has dealt with chronic lower back pain, the, the SI pain for me specifically started showing up when I hit this point of I can no longer pretend to be superwoman and put things and things on my plate and just push through. I got to this point where my body said, I am exhausted. And what I mean by lower back pain and SI pain, we are silly to think that our organs are also connected to our structure. And so what's really powerful to start to learn is that the structure in our hips and our pelvic floor and even connected from hips to knees actually is really dependent on our adrenal health being strong. So when I start to see people with chronic issues in that hip and pelvic floor issue, I say, okay, well, let's just say, you know, we could go to the chiropractor all we want, but we have to understand our organs are trying to tell us something and we need to start to listen. You know, I've had an interesting thought about the gut in the last year in from this energetic emotional perspective i think a lot of us in wellness think about our heart as the connection center mm -hmm. but our belly our belly button i mean that's where we're first connected to another human being through our mothers yeah. so i also think when our gut health is out of whack it's also really affecting how we're connected to ourselves and how we're connecting to other people oh my god it couldn't be more true and you think of if you have bloating or digestive issues where your posture is, right? You're kind of hunched over protecting yourself. Mm -hmm. And we already know that posture immediately it changes the way we see ourselves in the world and also how other people see us. And so we're living in kind of this hollowed place and we feel bad because we're bloating and it hurts. And also I now feel icky about my body. And it's this cycle of like, wow, this is not just a, you know, internal movement happening of my gut is not doing well. It's not absorbing nutrients. It is not connecting to my brain. We have a whole nervous system in just our small intestine that connects to our brain. And so we kind of combine that with what it's doing in this physical manifestation of uncomfortableness. And we have this one-two punch of we. there's no way we can show up in the world the way we're supposed to when we have some digestive issues going on. Yes. Yes. And I think for many of our listeners of Emotional Badass, many, many, many are struggling with emotional mm -hmm. trauma. I think highly sensitive people often sometimes from birth are highly stressed and that's keeping their nervous system activated. You did a show recently where you talked about guilt. And I, I really think a lot of us are walking around with a lot of guilt that is triggering our nervous system and then triggering the adrenals. Yeah to contribute to this fatigue because people who are sensitive, we have a lot of integrity. So when we're not hitting those marks and those ideals that we set up for ourselves in our heads, that guilt starts to really compound. Guilt is about 
oh, this thing that I did, I knocked over your drink. I feel a little guilty that I knocked over your drink. When we're living in this constant guilt state, that guilt turns into shame. And the difference there is that shame is not about this thing that I did, this mistake that I made. Shame is about feeling guilty about who I am, my existence, my being, taking up space on the planet. So I think a lot of us are struggling with a chronic guilt that is contributing with our adrenal fatigue. It's so true. You know, there's so many mechanisms at play, right? So we have in, you know, the nerdy terms of when we're in stress and in trauma and in fear, sympathetic. That's the state that we're in when we're fight flight or freeze, mm-hmm. right? So we're trying to get our yes. body in parasympathetic in order to properly digest because it cannot digest when we're in sympathetic. So that's just one kind of, you know, series of events that can happen. Uh, but what's also really interesting is that our gallbladder specifically holds on to trauma and unresolved emotion. And so when you look at this, you know, mechanism of digestion and liver and detox and really flushing things out of our system. Uh, when we're not getting it out in our tissues, you know, like expressing it and writing it and speaking it and moving through it physically, our tissues will hold on to it internally. And that could be just because we can't find a home base in our own body, or it can be because we have just covered up and covered up what we have not yet dug into because we don't want to look at it because it's ugly and it's hard and it will show up in some way. And that's just so powerful to understand with anybody dealing with, I'm just not myself and I I know something's wrong with my body and maybe I've been to doctors or maybe I've been to practitioners and I can't get answers. Well, I think before anything else, we got to look at the work that you are doing, the stuff that you're talking about, Nikki, of the guilt and the shame and the hard conversations. And those, those layers are the most important layer. I think even before the nutrients we put in our body, which is huge for me to say because I'm a nutritionist and I believe mm-hmm. in it so much that food can change our body, but there's also such a big energetic component that it's just not talked about and it should be because it's it's how we, what you said, it's how we walk in the world. Well, and we're pushing against all of these messages to go and go and go and never yeah. rest. I just did a yin and restorative yoga training this past weekend. It was a lovely training. I loved it. They were trauma-informed and working it. But the piece that was missing for me that I think is missing in a lot of what we do is that it was three 10-hour wow. days. So the restorative, relaxing training that I did taxed my system. Mm. Yep. You know, so even when we're going towards these healing modalities, there's all these sneaky ways that we just remain in a stress state that keeps our sympathetic nervous system on when what we're really shooting for is we need more parasympathetic, the part that calms us to be turned on and Mm. activated. Yeah. And what I've been really digging into with my clients is I think of it as a triangle. Um, You know, we know we all want something accomplished. We want to manifest something, a better life, a better career, a better family, a better partner. You know, we want so much more. And so when you think of it in three pieces, it's we have to know, we have to do, and then we have to feel. And we're really good at doing. And we're really good at kind of Mm -hmm. knowing. You know, sometimes it's like, I kind of know that I'm worth it. I'm working on that one. Um, But I know how to do. But I think we miss the feel all the time. And we miss, how do I feel when I leave that appointment? Do I feel drained or do I feel excited? Do I feel invigorated or do Mm -hmm. I feel exhausted? And we need to know how to check through those every single thing that we do because it does matter. It really does. And the people that we hang out with and that we spend our time with, 
We we do. Certain people energize us and certain people zap us. And I find that a lot of people show up to me sort of saying this, Nikki, I really, really want to change, but I don't want to change mm-hmm. much. So I think we're 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 kind of our worst enemies in some regard. And if we can open up to some of these real practical changes, we can have such a powerful effect in our lives. So how do you go about this with someone? Or, or maybe you want to share from your own story. What is the step one in starting to figure out adrenal fatigue and getting, I want to say, ahead of it? Yeah. I mean, because you can. And it's hard because what you just said, right, is so true. We are not preventative creatures. We're reactive creatures. And no matter mm-hmm. what, as a, you know, starting off as just a personal trainer and then moving into nutrition and now as a um, business owner, it's very clear that that's across the board as humans. That's who we are. And what is interesting is I think step one for anybody listening is this awareness. So one of my favorite projects that I have, the Body Awareness Project, it is exactly that, being aware of your body and knowing, you know, I might not want know how to fix it completely, but I haven't asked these questions before. And I'm going to start asking these questions to myself every morning or every night and just do these check-ins. And I have, you know, you can call it a sleep diary or stress diary. But one of the biggest things that I see is number one, we're not waking up feeling good without lots and lots of coffee. Um, two, we crash mm-hmm. in the afternoon, which is not normal. Or three, we have really high sugar cravings and we're using, it's just like a Snickers commercial. Commercial. If we feel hangry, we are immediately tapping into our adrenals at some point unless we're opting. So say we have a big drop in energy and we're looking for caffeine or sugar or something to get us to be back to normal. That's that really intense thing that happens with our blood sugar that uses adrenals as a backup plan. So we have to understand, like, we just want to notice our body. Am I feeling irritable without food? Am I feeling more emotional throughout the day? And then when I sleep, I think sleep is the biggest telltale sign. Do I wake up in the middle of the night, especially hot? Am I falling asleep easily or does it take me quite a bit? Do I wake up refreshed again or is it back to that coffee? And so those are just some very baseline things that we can say. The body's trying to tell us something with our day-to-day energy and our day-to-day sleep. And I have to start noticing that. And then when we start to notice it, that's when we can get into that next level. And I think the noticing can't happen if we're maintaining the pace. So I think I'm hearing you say how important it is to own slowing Mm. down. Yep. It's like one thing a day. So the best analogy that I use, and I think this is helpful for people that are especially like, you know, I could be better at this, but this is a, a lifestyle I'm addicted to. And I personally was so addicted to this. I didn't know how to be myself without some sort of intense drive or adrenaline. I was addicted to that. And it Mm -hmm. it is something that we all have noticed about ourselves probably at this point, just listening to it, like, wow, sitting and feeling or meditating, like, I'm not going to do that. That's, that's for other people. Like, I don't do well with that. When I hear that, I'm like, that was me. I couldn't meditate for anything Mm -hmm. because it was scary and it was, it seemed pointless and I needed like an end result, right? We're result driven. And what I found was the more I sat and I more, the more I made space for nothing, it opened up doors for everything that I actually wanted. And so it takes a lot of really uncomfortable moments of sitting and breathing. But if you can't quite do that with meditation, then it's just what is that one thing a day that without your phone, unless it's there for music, that you just checked out and you did something that brought you a 
smile or joy or just nothing. It didn't even bring you a feeling, but it didn't involve anybody else. And for me, that was huge because mm-hmm. I didn't feel, I didn't feel like, uh, like I was validated as a human if I wasn't helping someone. That was my love language. And then I realized, well, I'm giving and I'm giving and giving, but I can't receive anything and my body's falling apart. And so you're just saying, okay, we have all these things in our cup and my cup is full and I don't know how I'm going to take anything out of my cup because I have so much to do and I have this and this and this. And I'm, I'm saying don't take anything out of your cup, but make your cup bigger. And the way you do that is by daily check-ins, at least 10 minutes, whether it's walking barefoot outside your office or going to get some sunshine um, you know, between your phone calls or gardening and watering your plants or having a good conversation with your mom, there's ways that every single day you can start to nourish yourself with a different type of connection that really fills your soul. And that's just such an easy step one that takes a little bit of conscious effort initially, but then you become addicted to it because your day doesn't feel good without it. (laughs) I love that. I love that. I think people might be surprised to hear us talking about people paying us to coach them to slow down. One of my favorite little tricks is to ask people to sit and blow oh, bubbles. I love that. Because, be, yeah, it's because we never do that out of childhood, right? And it's such a beautiful way to sit with yourself. There's no other reason to blow bubbles than the pure joy and mm-hmm. moment of it. And it's about practicing that. That's yeah. what I'm hearing. Practicing quieting moments. All of us have all of us as sensitive people, maybe we've been sold a story that is too much of a story for us to work hard, work hard, work hard at all mm-hmm. costs. You know, to somebody who's not sensitive, they might need that message to motivate themselves to get to a strong work ethic. For people who are already born kind of running you know, out the gate, out of their mothers doing yeah. things, that's a very convoluted kind of toxic message when we accept it in a way that runs us ragged. Uh, and I love your bubbles because it's also breathing. You know, the simple yes. best thing that we can do is understand, oh my God, I haven't taken a big breath in a long time. Like really expanding our whole rib cage and pushing it out and pushing down into our diaphragm, into our tailbone. Like that feeling of breath, when we do it, it's insane. We, we just hold our breath and we're so tight walking through the day. So just... Ah, like that's that's such a great one-two punch with the bubbles. I love that. (laughs) Yay, yay, yeah. It's one of my favorites. I always have bubbles in my office. And if I'm going to meet a client like at the park or something, I always have a little bubbles in Uh, my pocket. I also will say like for somebody like me who's just, you know, I sound very like I got this figured out, but I'm not kidding you. Two years ago, I was psychotically ambitious, right? There was no stopping. And I didn't... (laughs) I love that term. I just heard this from Amy Jo Martin of like, I legit didn't know, you know, if I slowed down, I was failing because I wanted, I wanted Mm -hmm. success so bad. And that is to tap into this a little bit more. That's just this masculine energy that we're taught that has to get things done. We have to be go, go, go and driven. And when we learn that there's this whole other side of it, this feminine energy and power that doesn't do anything. It's just about being that was mind boggling for me. I'm like, wait, I can do less and still have that success. And it takes a long time to retrain and rework those patterns. But once you do, there is no turning back, right? You're going to get just as woo-woo as all of us because it's like, wow, Mm -hmm. I can do this with my own time and space and energy source, even if it's 
one to two hours a day of working and the rest of the day making sure that I'm good and taking care of who I am, that actually makes me perform better than ever when I do show up for those couple hours. And honestly, it was kind of these goddess guidance oracle cards or some sort of tarot card that really helped me, okay, I can't just sit and breathe. I need to do something. And so that was kind of my step one as someone that's coming from very masculine energy to feminine energy. Um, those, that had been really helpful, whether it's like animal spirit guides or, you know, goddess oracle deck, something that kind of is a tool, a tangible tool that makes that transition to just sitting and being a little bit less crazy. Yes. And listeners, those of you who are like, oh, Oracle cards, woo woo, (laughs) know that I had zero woo woo when I started down the wellness path. Just like Emily is saying, we we get more woo woo because it starts to make more sense to us. We need a little woo woo. We really, really do. Those Oracle cards, any type of tangible that way. If, if that's too woo-woo for you, you can understand it like this. That deck of cards takes you out of that go, 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 go. Emily just called it psychotic entrepreneurial psychotic <laughs> spirit, <person>. maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it takes us out of that mode to stop, open that deck of cards, open that card to consider what you're seeing on the card. So it becomes a tool to help reset you and give you some moments that may be too hard for you to take without that prop in your hand. And and then the last tip I would say that's really been helpful for me, honestly, is like, I didn't realize how much I thought and how in my own brain I was. And I'm not a talker. Like I, you know, I do with my podcast and with my clients because I know how helpful it is, but naturally I'm, I'm really bad at sharing and expressing. Like it took a lot of work, but what I've always been able to do is to write and I carry a journal Mm. with me everywhere. And I think we had it when we filmed our podcast together of just notes after notes of like, wow, like if I didn't write this down in this instant, I wouldn't have remembered it. And think of all of that in your head all the time. You know, it's just getting it out onto paper, not necessarily for any purpose, but just to express yourself in another way if you're having a hard time just being still or processing the thoughts that are going through and just being in your body. Sometimes it just takes word vomiting it on paper and then all of a sudden we can breathe and sit still a little bit better. Absolutely. And you're naming safe Mm -hmm. container. In trauma-informed work, we talk a lot about the safe container, but as an external space, and we don't really talk a lot about the safe container that you're cultivating within yourself, and a journal or a notebook, those paper, papers, those pages become the safe container where you get to put your thoughts, and if we're smart and sensitive and creative, that's sort of the trif and driven. Those are four things that when those combine in a personality, I think we're at higher risk for adrenal fatigue. And we're at higher risk for overthinking. So I am constantly, I mean, day in and day out, coaching people on how to think instead of how to overthink and what that difference is and how to put it into some safer containers for the sake of sanity. Mm, I love that. That's That's perfect. Is there anything else you want to share? You have so many things going on. And I just want to take a moment to acknowledge to you how grateful I am to have had to have you in my life as someone that I can look to. There aren't a lot of people in the world who are doing as many things as you are doing. So I appreciate that I can kind of look to you and, and see as a guide, as someone who's out there kind of stumbling and fumbling, but figuring it out because same. I don't have everything figured out, but I'm willing to sort of 
stumble through it. And that's the going through until I get there. So I love that you're out in the world and so accessible and visible that I can kind of pop into your social media or pop into what you're doing in the world and get inspired. Well, I appreciate that so much. I mean, I said this to you last time I saw you in person, but the work you're doing is so important to put words for us empaths. And I just am so honored that we connected and we're also both in Colorado. And it's true, like when you're looking at kind of the laundry list of things to do in our life and, uh, you know, kind of all the dreams and success that we all want and all deserve, it, it's impossible to do it in just this driven go, go, go state. It just is. And so the more that I release that kind of thought process as an empath, which I am to a T, it's been really beautiful to see these doors open up, like conversations like this, or, you know, I put a boundary in one place and it doesn't make sense why I did it. I just knew I needed to do it. And the the right door opened. And it's just so powerful to really tap into that even in a small way. So for your listeners, like if all of this is overwhelming and you feel far away, just know that I also feel very far away. Like I know Nikki, you probably too, like it all feels like the work, you know, Mm -hmm. the work we're doing, even though it feels in the moment super small and the light at the end of the tunnel is very far away, it is the most important thing to do. And I just am so grateful for you bringing this to the world because it's just so needed. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so Mm. much, Emily. So what is on your plate? What are you working on next? I know you always have a next. What can you share with us about your next? So I am so lucky. I finally was able to bring a gym to Denver. So Platform Strength has been open and which is crazy, almost a year. And for me, my biggest focus is saying, well, what do I love to do the most? And this actually ties in a lot with adrenal dysfunction of a lot of times when we're really hitting the same signs and symptoms, it's because we're truly not doing what's in alignment with what we want to do or what we should be doing. We're doing what we think we should be doing, right? So uh, really mm-hmm. looking at, well, what's in alignment with me and having those hard conversations. And I think, honestly, it's just in person and it's uh, working with people and teaching people. I love to be a teacher. And so my full focus is really on how can I do that? And so with the podcast, we had Hippie and we have uh, the Body Awareness Project, which already has launched the adrenal course, but about to launch the digestion course, which we, we both are in love with um, talking about that. So I am really excited about some more intimate ways instead of just this general content. And, you know, I, of course, have a YouTube and my Instagram and that lots of rabbit holes you can go through. But this intimate next level, I am on a healing journey type of education because I am just so obsessed with teaching people about their body. So uh, as many ways as I can do that, that is what is next for me. I love it. You did one of my dream things recently. You went to Herb Farm, didn't you? Oh my God. It was the most magical place in the world. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I can't even, the amount of yarrow that I had, Nikki, I just wish you could have been there (laughs) because you, it's incredible. Herb Farm and I, we are together this year as um, partners to try to figure out how to help people understand about herbs because herbs can be the most amazing tool in any journey, whether it's flower essences or like I said, yarrow for emotional kind of protection. Um, One thing that was really powerful is walking into their manufacturing facility and the amount of concentrated herbs in these giant kegs and tubs as an empath, I have never felt more like I couldn't even function. (laughs) I was like, I can't breathe. (laughs) 
I'm getting goosebumps about like it's such like such a dork about the herbals. I basically have my own herb farm store Same. in my house. Yes. Same tinctures and all the things, the sprays. God, they have such great stuff. And it was so powerful to walk through the farm and just touch the herbs and see how they grow it in its natural Mm. environment. I mean, they grow 70 of their herbs in Oregon, which is incredible and unheard of. You know, everyone's sourcing outside because of changes, but they've been in business for 40 years. So they changed the farm. So one plot would be rocky for all this kind of roots and valerian. And then the next plot would be for black cohosh that was needing to be shaded and moist. It was incredible. So yeah. Well, whenever you, you get to working with them and figure out whatever you're doing there, please come back and talk to us about it. Oh my God. I can't wait. I would love to. Yay! It's a date. It's a date. All right. Thank you so much for being on this episode of Emotional Badass. So listeners, you can find Emily Schramm at emilyschramm.com. Her last name is spelled S-C-H-R-O-M-M. Don't forget the double M's. You can check out her online programs. You can check out her invention. It's a backpack turned weight training invention. It's called the M-Pack for those meathead hippies out there that go to the gym and want to travel and work out. And her podcast is Meathead Hippie. I was on, I think in February. Her T is Element T. There's that M in there for Emily at Element T. I'm drinking the delicious Anxiety Blend today for our interview and I just I love it and it's healthy and Emily makes sure all of the herbs are sourced appropriately and blended just to the highest standards so you can trust that tea for the healing qualities that it provides. Her newest venture is a 24-7 access strength gym right in Rhino, Denver called Platform Strength. I've been in this gym. I am not a gym rat and I felt really comfortable. I felt warm vibes. I, I would feel comfortable working out there even though gyms can be a little intimidating for me. So if you're interested in a gym and you're in Denver, go check it out. It's a beautiful, beautiful space with beautiful vibes. All these links will be available for you in the show description. As always, we really appreciate a five-star review. If you are enjoying the show, if you like the interviews, please get on iTunes, work that funky algorithm for us so that more people can find the show and figure out that they are highly sensitive people and empaths and that they can be unalone and part of this tribe. If you're listening to the show somewhere else other than iTunes, please make sure to hit that subscribe button. We're available on Apple iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts. If you'd like to be part of the growing tribe on our Patreon, have access to exclusive episodes that are not released here on the iTunes feed, and support the show continuing to be commercial free, come find us at patreon.com backslash emotional badass. I hope you loved this interview with Emily Schramm as much as I did. Gut health is a really big factor. If you've never thought about it before, it's a huge, huge factor in mental health and how we feel about ourselves, our energy levels in the world, what we accomplish. So I hope this episode gave you something that you needed to take better care of yourself. Until next time, I am an emotional badass. Emily Schramm is an emotional badass. You are an emotional badass. And together we are where Moxie meets Mindful. Bye-bye.